eat cherry pie. Oh, yeah. Really need music for the intro, I think. We need some fucking... We need some banging. I was trying to think of what it was. I looked up like documentary music today. Some of that was like, ooh, some, ooh, oh, 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 almost spilled water right in the keyboard. That's the danger I run with this. Smoked a little weed before prior. Oh, mm, mm, mm. Forget those tasters, eh? When people, t- when they taste stuff. You ever watch cooking shows? People are like, mmm. Uh, Mm. Oh God, yeah. Oh, they don't do this, but they should. It should be more sexual. I think the cooking shows should be a bit more sexual. Like, mm. Mm. oh my, oh God, oh my God. I, f- I feel, I feel fantastic. I feel fantastic. That's the kind of stuff I want to see from the cooking shows. Very aggressive personalities in the cooking shows. You ever watch? Uh, Oh, give me the name. Was it Iron Chef? There's a guy. He was. Uh, there was a. There was a guy, and he was. If you if you can't see me, I'm doing. I'm doing gestures. I'm doing karate. Karate. <laughs> gestures. And um, Jesus, in the Iron Chef, there's a gentleman. He's Asian, and he comes out and he does. He plays it up. He does like the really Asian guy, or maybe Japanese. God, I'm just really hammering that home, you know? And it's a whole load of fun, that show. I was watching it when I had, uh, it was a different time. You ever, you ever have shows that you wa- while you watch them, you're a different person? Like I used to watch, oh gosh, oh, what was it? What, what, what was it? Radio? Damn it. There was this show that I was like a kid. I, I, I think I had puberty to this show. I would watch it. Oh man, yeah, I would watch his shows like Radio Something, Radio Gone Wild or some shit. Okay, these kids, these kids in this high school ran this uh, radio show, and they would fuck, and it was awesome because their studio was off, like their parents didn't know where it was. Damn it, what was that goddamn show? Radio Something, Radio Some Kids Show. No, how am I? How are you, you going to? You can't you can't find that. That's not going to be a thing. But I'm telling you, it was one of those shows when you watch a show and you're like, oh, this is the best show on television. And then it just disappears. And you're like, fuck, I don't know shit about TV. That's literally what happens. Anyways, I drink that water there and um, I had a TikTok. We talk a lot about the uh, the old talk there. And in the video, they say, I don't drink this water. And you know what? I drink this fucking water because like I said, I got the kidney stone. Myself and Liam Hemsworth, we're both, we're the same. We're kind of the same guys. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. (laughs) No one that knows me really well is going to like this. But I think in a game of basketball, I would not only dominate Liam Hemsworth, but I could confidently say with I got, with the utmost power, I would dominate him and his brother Chris in a game of basketball. Like, 
I know people have been talking shit about my basketball skills for many years. And I just, no one even knows about this. But like, I'm, my basketball game is just, it's amazing. Like, when I want, when I want it, it's going to happen. Make it, take it, I'm always going to take it. I am, if it's make it, take it, I'm playing the Hemsworth brothers. <laughs> You're, if you don't bet on me, okay, here's the thing. You're ever covering two-on-one defense? First of all, Hemsworth brothers, they're going to have some cerebral shit going on. They're going to know, they're going to be like crossing each other up, you know. They're going to be like, yo, I got the I got the rock. And they're going to be like, whoa, I'm a Hemsworth brother. I'm so hot. And then there's going to be like hot chicks around because obviously hot chicks are going to be watching our game because there's so much hot guys in the in the game. And I'm just going to throw down like a boss on Chris Hemsworth and Liam Hemsworth. They have no idea. And, and you know what? I bet they're probably pretty good. But I'm going to play a zone-style defense against the Hemsworth brothers. And they're not ready, man. How are you going to cover me? Anybody that thinks this is ridiculous, you have no idea the kind of in-depth knowledge I have of the game of basketball. I'm going to use angles. I'm going to use the baseline. I'm going to cover. Again, sports came up. But yeah, when you're talking two-on-one versus the Hemsworth brothers, I'm your guy, dude. Who are you drafting first? JP. It would have been good if I said JP number three, but I'm undecided on a number yet because I don't know what I want everyone to talk about for the rest of their lives. What number you want to just ruin because that's associated with me from the game. Imagine two, uh, 2022 and there's fucking uh, a tournament, a two-on-two tournament, and I just destroy the Hemsworth brothers. For some reason, it's a celebrity tournament. And there's the Hemsworth brothers are playing in the tournament. They get to the finals somehow. For some reason, they're good. And I, I rock them. And I'm going to be honest, I could dunk. I'm going to dunk on the Hemsworth brothers. The dunking has yet to be tested. Uh, given the quarantine, all nets are safe right now. But mm, I'm telling you, you give me a shot at, at a Hemsworth brother... First of all, one-on-one, no problem. I'll take Chris, Liam, any day. First of all, Chris, Liam, I know what my name is, the GOAT. I know what my name is all about, Jordan. That's as soon as I got a basketball in my hand, I felt the, I felt it. When I put a basketball in my hand, I, I was given a gift. I realized that moment I had a, I had a cross to bear, and I bear it. Anybody just not appreciating this, not respecting the game to which I – the level to which I bring it on basketball. I would love to see that. Like, I would love to see Halle Berry and uh, Beyonce one-on-one. You're telling me you wouldn't watch that? Beyonce and Halle Berry. First of all, the guys are in. The boys, of course. What about the ladies? The ladies, the ladies going to like that? Ladies going to like a little Beyonce, Halle Berry, one-on-one. little game 11. Make it, take it. Fuck out of here. You're not going to like that. Because we like driving cars and shit. That shit's fucked. Trying to auto-tune and make your car go faster. That's something I wish I was a bit more uh, manly with. Like speed. My brother. Oh, God. My brother's into speed, man. He'll just get on a bike and he'll just fly. I remember one time I was on the bike with my brother. And it was like one of those like fucking ninjas. You know, they call those, they call those bikes crazy, crazy names for no reason. 
They're like, yeah, this is the murderer bike. This will, this is, this gonna, this bike's gonna fly. This bike goes 200 miles, bajillion. This, this bike goes to bajillions. Literally, the G-force almost got me off my brother. It was incredible. It was, the the sheer power to which oh my oh my I would I'm fearful forever because of that. I hate that shit. Get get oh get roller coasters just away. I'm done. I've never. I know that there's people that like them. And I, I'm happy for you and whatever the whatever your thing is, and I get it. But no, that's just out there to ruin your equilibrium in your ears, man. You know you got an equilibrium in there, and there's like a little. Uh, I, this none of this is factual, but it sounds so right. There's an equilibrium in the brain, and I think you uh, you shaking it up there like an eight ball, crazy eight ball, asking it questions doesn't know the answer to. You can't be letting it loose like that. But what you can be letting loose is today I made a little bit of money on eBay. I'll tell you that. Guns in the air. If you can't see this, guns in the air. Little Gary V. I think I've mentioned Gary V on the show before, but he's just that crazy guy that's like, yeah, gratitude and shit. I love gratitude. And he just he'll just wake up and he's like, thank you. And he and he just pounds it out with his wife. That's his that's his fucking life. But he literally said, sell your shit. I said this last episode, $550 today. I sold a Nintendo Switch. Fucking on eBay, man. Just decided, pulled the trigger. And that's what happens. Right in the quarantine right now. In the quarantine right now, so far selling my stuff, I'm up $550. And I could not be happier. Was the Nintendo bringing me a little joy? Yeah, sure, from time to time. But I really got real with myself. I said, Jordo, you got a PlayStation. What do you need a Nintendo for? And then <laughs> I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. I had enough fun with Mario. And I'll be back. Mario will be back in my life. I feel like if you don't have Mario in your life at some point, who the fuck doesn't have Mario in their life? Luigi, you can talk about that shit with anybody in any language. Hey, you know Mario, Luigi? They're like, oh, yeah, the guys in the, the fucking uh, the plumbers. The plumber brothers, hey. Those boys. Those are fun boys. Those are fun boys. Those boys are the funny boys. It's fun being a funny boy, funny, silly boys. That'd be a weird rap game. That'd be a weird rap, rap crew, the, the funny, silly boys. You definitely wouldn't be making it uh, too far that way with the rap team fuck everything is about teams I'm realizing that as much as i try and facilitate stuff it's really just about working with the best possible people if you are on a project i got because I've, I've been the worst person on a project in school i hated school i could not tell you how much I hated school. Like, there's people out there that if I saw them doing well, I was like, oh, yep, that's for you, not for me. Like, I almost was encouraged if I saw the valedictorian, if I was in the class with the valedictorian of the year or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I'm not meant to be here because of you. You're the reason that I don't... You're the reason 
that I don't feel secure in this world about my education. I hated school so much. One uh, high school t uh, term. Oh, God. I missed 41 of 46 classes on the back of the exam. I flipped it over. And I, uh, it was a math exam. My mouth is as dry as a Sahara desert. My mouth is as, as a dry as a Sahara desert. On the back of my math exam, I wrote an essay as to why I should pass this math class. And the whole reasoning behind the essay was basically this. I said, look, teach. I'm not going to do anything with math, okay? I promise. This is literally just, this is just a class. And I don't even need your shit, basically, you know? So, like, be real here. Do you want to see me again? Is that, you know, do you want to do this? Because I'm obviously committed to my end. I put in 41 of 46, you know? You weren't even here that much. I was at home that much. I was that consistent on missing this. Like, I missed so much school, it was ridiculous. I would make up any, any excuse to get out of school. I would fuck. The whole school system, I thought, was a whole game. I pretended to be deaf uh, for a few years in school, in elementary school. So I didn't listen so much in school that the teachers said to my parents, my mother, because like you weren't, <laughs> no one could intercept. My mom, my mom was like Randy Moss. She was going to catch everything. Your son, your son can't hear. Your son can't hear very well. I'm like not listening to anybody. You imagine, Matt, first of all, imagine, imagine not listening to someone so much that they start to question if you have the ability to hear. So they try to tell my mom this. My mom's like, all right, let's get them tested because they just would test me for shit all the time because I wouldn't listen. I wouldn't do anything. And I go into this thing and it's like, it felt like a 1950s bunker. And, you know, they just wore these like really, it's like the doctor's office for hearing. So we go to the, and it puts the, the things on me, like I'm a DJ and he's like, okay, if you hear a noise, raise your hand. And if you don't hear a noise, don't do anything. He's like, we're going to leave you in this room and you're good to go. And I was like, oh, you're going to let me decide if I hear the noise or not. And that's what I was thinking in my head. Because first of all, it was a tight ship, as you know, at my mom's place. And I was like, oh God, this is a little bit of decision-making power. So there was beeps going off. And I was just looking at them like fucking a mugshot, like like an, a fucking mug. Like I look like O.J. Simpson. I was just like, beep. And I could hear the shit. I didn't raise my hand. I was just like, no, you know what? Forget about it. It got so bad. I literally remember going, oh, shit, I should raise my hand because I like, I can hear stuff. I haven't, heard, I haven't listened. I haven't, rose, I haven't rose my hand. My hand ain't been rosed. So listen, in my school then, I had to wear like, like basically like the first walkie whatever and, and earphones and teachers had to wear little lav lavalier mics basically. Wow, that's what that was. That was lavalier mics. 
And there was literally speakers that were outfitted. The, the school paid taxes. Got, and you're not going to, first of all, you think you're going to take me down on this? I'm willing to go. So like basically what was happening here is I just didn't like a teacher very much. And uh, he always pissed me off. So, so much that I was like, you know what, man? If I ever get an opportunity to change your life, I'm going to do it. And I got it. It got to the point where they were like, all right, you're just going to sit in the front. Because they were tired of wearing these lav mics. But that's how fucking foolproof the shit was. I would wear it. I would just wear it, man. What are you going to do? What are you going to say? And then I would just eventually um, forget about it. And then it was gone. So I had speakers come and it was all about me. And I was like, yeah, this was the best. If you think that that isn't the best, it's the best. When you make everything about you, like that's the little kid I was. You need, my mom would dress up as Barney and come to my class if it was my birthday. My mom was like, oh, she would go to her friends. Her name was Franca. She'd go like, hey, Franca, what are you doing? She's like, I'm at work. She's like, okay, stop working. I got to go to fucking my kid's school. I'm dressed up as Barney. I got to go let him sit on my lap and think that this purple dinosaur is a real thing. Imagine that, eh? That's so funny. Just like dumb, deaf, doesn't listen kid. Oh my God, that's hilarious. What a little dick. But I mean, come on. I was getting it tough at the home. I was getting, I was, it was bullies. Oh, you gotta, you gotta inch your way into a little bit of shit, you know? Like, fuck. I remember Tickle Me Elmo was like a big deal, you know, in the 90s. It's a very niche story, but in the 90s, Tickle Me Elmo was like huge. And my dad waited in line to get me a Tickle Me Elmo. Can you believe this? A Tickle Me Elmo. For some reason, if Elmo started laughing because I may or may not have tickled him, holy shit, was that going to make my day and every other kid's day around? Just like, wow, Elmo is a good old time, you know? And then looking back, you're like, fuck, it's just an annoying <laughs> doll. Like a very, very annoying doll. Almost so much so that you're like, ooh, they definitely made a mistake making this. But you know how they can make anything a craze? You know, you get the right people in it. You're like, all right, fidget spinners. We're going to do fidget spinners this year. And you're like, oh, okay. And then they just make it a thing. They make memes about it and everyone talks about it. That's how we get so much dumb shit every fucking year. That's how you get Tamagotchis. They just plug it into society. They're like, oh. People have been wasting their money on chocolate bars. Let's get them this little electronic fucking chocolate bars, man. Chocolate bars and candy. That's the that's out of control. That's how you graduate. But anyways, back to eBay. Listen, the eBay shit is real. I can't believe we've I veered off on that for that long. The eBay shit is real because you got to sell. If you got if you got money issues, which obviously a bartender who is. Um, Screaming into a microphone for 30 minutes every day probably isn't the most, uh, you know, what's going on up there? You ever just buy, okay, what, think of the worst purchase you've ever made. Everyone, man, like what am I, what do I need? You ever, what's with dudes and not buying underwear? 
I don't even know why. It's like, if you know anything about computing or like how shit works, for some reason in a guy's brain, there's just no calculation to the underwears. You'll just look. I have up until recently, I'm when I, until I clued into the reality of what the underwear game was, I was just wearing these miscellaneous boxer shorts. You know, like I had, I had some good, I had some, like I had favorites, obviously. You, you have underwear that you're like, oh yeah, these are good ones. But then you're thinking to yourself, wait a second. I'm almost 30 goddamn years old. All of my underwear should be my favorites. You know, I shouldn't have underwear where I'm like, ah, God damn it. I, mean, I, I have underwear where I'm like, oh shit, I got to do the laundry. Like, I don't know if I did this on purpose or if it's like built into how men think. But I didn't come up with, like, I'm pretty logical. I like to think about other shit. I, you know, I like to do the dishes. I clean up around the house. But with the, but with the undies, what's going on? Sometimes I got these underwear where, like, the elastics, oh, my God, the elastics are on their last. I've inherited underwear, for Christ's sakes. One time my, my uncle literally tried on, like, a pair of underwear, and they came, he bought, like, a bunch of them. He, like... You know, this is how, for some reason, men are just, my uncle tried to purchase underwear. Men are just off on the underwear purchase game. My uncle tries to purchase these underwear, likes a pair, gets a bunch, hands them down to me. I don't know how many he's tried on. Who the fuck is, you wash them. I still got them. <laughs> these, under, okay, these underwear could probably get a license, is what I'm saying. I mean, that makes sense to me, 16 years old. How many, how many uses is that? Jesus. Okay. So if you got 12 pairs, I'm not even doing it. Fuck anybody who heard 12 pairs is going to lose their mind there. But I mean, I've been, I've rocked 12 pairs at once, one time. I think right now I'm up to maybe 30 or 40. I think I'm even overstating it. I might be at a cool 25. The sock game is interesting too. Cause if you're really fucking with socks, you should have just all black socks for guys. What's going on there? Like, what do you want to wear? What, what do you need white socks for? I mean, all my socks are black. The only reason that I will never only own black socks is because Christmas. You're not going to turn down. Okay, if, if you get a chance to wear Columbia socks, forget their jackets for a second. Wear Columbia socks. It's... I gotta say, I gotta say, if you if you want to not only feel more confident in your shoes, Columbia should, Columbia should use what I'm saying. This is this is gold. If you want to not only feel more confident in your shoes, but that it's like a I don't even know how to explain how it's you don't sweat, but you do sweat, but you don't sweat kind of thing. Like it's like I don't even. I can't even explain it. It's just Columbia, and they just know how to do it. And that's the thing with shit like that. It's just Columbia. Sometimes you grow up, and you're like, why is this the brand? Like, why is Oakley making shades all the time? Because it's just Oakley, man. Gas cans. Gas cans and the song Gasolina. Gasolina, I'm gonna have my gasol. Like you gotta have that in your life, and if you don't, no one's gonna respect you. <laughs> and that's the way it is, you know. It because like forty-two year olds have that uh, that shit in their life because they got with it. There was a guy who used to come into the restaurant. He was with it. 
He had money and shit. Nothing more annoying than a rich white dude. Rich, everything else is also annoying, but I think the most, ooh, let me, ooh, ooh, I don't think so. I hate to say it, but I think rich Arab dudes are the most annoying because they're like, they're so manly. Like rich Arab dudes, like first of all, Arab dudes in the general are just manly as fuck. Like if you took the if you took the just most Arab version of every person that you knew, they immediately become more aggressively manly. Like I'm not saying they're aggressive. I'm saying they become more aggressively manly. Like for some reason they just ooze like just like I'm a man. Like they, they there's a real manness to it. Give you an example. I lived in so crazy little man. So when I was when I was a teenager, I tried to like live outside of my parents' house and I got welfare, which was incredibly easy to get. You guys got to check that out, Canada government. Fix that for sure. So I got welfare and I lived in this house and I was just living with these Indian people. And dude, was it ever manly. We were, oh, he told me these crazy stories. You know how your friends have stories and you're like, oh, that's crazy. When they come from a different country, those stories are like, oh, yeah, somebody died that night. And they just drink water. Like, oh, yeah. And then that night they killed uh, Ezekiel. <laughs> and I'm not even making that up. This guy literally told me the most crazy I think I kind of blocked it out because it literally ended, the story ends in my mind with him talking about a light that you could turn on and off. And it was like they were getting high on something and trying to turn the light off and one of his friends died. And it was just, there was a very horrifying gap in the story there that I don't have particularly in, well in my brain. Whereas my shit is like the craziest thing people would ever do is like violate property or like party too hard and break into shit. But if you're like in Egypt <laughs> and you're a teen, first of all, you break into anything, they will cut your hands off. They'll be like, oh yeah, um, your hands are gone. And I don't think life gets any more real until you get your hand cut off. <laughs> Imagine what, because you have to watch, obviously. I mean, you don't have to. If you need to know what type of guy I am, I'm the type of guy that will say something and then immediately be like, oh, no, you don't need that. I'm almost, I'm literally talking to myself. Like, no, you don't need to watch. You could just, hey, take my hand. I'm going to look over here. <laughs> hey, you want my hand? I'm, I'm cool. I'm going to look over here. i fucking watch. I guess I would watch my hand getting cut off. For sure, right? Because it's your hand, and I want to be with it when, to be, when it's gone. And then I would definitely want to save it whole. But the problem for me would be because I've also had a little bit of wrist injuries. I wouldn't be satisfied with, uh, I wouldn't be satisfied with the reattached hand. I'd want, because I mean, this isn't, unless I had Joe Rogan fuck you money, I can't, like I already have a little bit of uh, injuries with the wrist a little bit. So it's like, oh man, how am I going to, if it's cut off, what am I going to do? I can't, and then I got to re-strengthen. It's going to be a whole thing. Just take it. Because, I mean, if I'm going to get my hand cut off in Egypt, it's probably not for another couple of years because we're in quarantine. So, 
imagine I just go to Egypt and start trying to sell shit. Like I just get addicted to selling shit on eBay. And I'm like, yeah, let's, mm, let's fucking, let's make it happen. Start selling rugs in Egypt and getting my hand cut off. Start wearing an eye patch down there. It's all shit that could happen. I mean, now that this quarantine thing, anything can happen. Legitimately anything. Like, Kobe, fucking anything. That's what's impressive about life. That's what's going to be different too. Because how are you going to go back to work now? You're just going to be like, yeah, we'll go spend 40 hours a week at the office. Nah, you don't need to. Yeah, I'm going to go waste all my money on, nah, you don't need it either. Come on. It's time to really uh, just be cool, I think. just do, If anything, do, obviously not everyone's off and, and shit, but I think they're feeling it too. Like, how many of those medical workers are probably like, I didn't want, I didn't, I, this isn't what I want. <laughs> Hard profession to look back on and be like, ah, fuck. Imagine you're a doctor and like you, you're in residency. You go into residency and you have a patient. It's happened. I know people that it's happened to. And you're just, oh no, I got to save a life for legit shit. Putting your hand on like real blood and like a real artery trying to clog real leaks. It's like, oh, it's not a car, for Christ's sakes. This man's going to (laughs) die. Fuck, I can't believe it. So many people working their ass off right now. That's why I appreciate this. Appreciate everyone following. That's another episode of the uh, wonderful fucking Don't Be Sorry podcast. Keep following. We love it. Thank you. Let's do it.